Let's see what the new year brings. Hopefully it won't be more DJ Sash. Ecuador! <laughs> or more I'm DJ still happy Sash. with DJ Sash, to be fair. Oh, I'm very much so. I was playing it earlier this week. It was lovely. Nothing more says Christmas like a, a jaunty summer tune from the mid-90s. One of the first singles I bought on tape, that. Um, was it? Yeah, yeah. You, from, you didn't from say that. No, I, I know. You know. No, because no, no, facts, it's fact. Um, it's true. Let's go. Yeah. Go. Oh, I've got to keep that. There it is. There's the theme. Slurp of tea. Five. What flavour? Three. A rosemary. Oh, thank you for a rosemary. I miss Christmas. Oh, great. I'm so sorry. I live by count. Oh, and a DMB. Every every number one ever. <laughs> Britain's greatest music revisionist podcast. That's Liam's DMB. For a 13th consecutive month, beating challenges from Mick and Rich's music back then, Tune Zoo featuring Dane Bowers, and Persephonica presents All Songs Are Now Shit. We're affecting musical history after the fact. <clears throat> Imagine us, if you will. Here we go. Yeah, you ready? We're like a, like walking through the letterbox today, <laughs> like a police unit looking into cold case musical crime. Yeah, we're three battle hardened cops put together to right the wrongs from an era where musicians got away with such filth as Sam and Mark's reading of "With a Little Help from My Friends." Yeah, we're a team of old fashioned misfits. We tell it like it is, whatever it is. A trio who don't get along, but will probably form a bond over some wrongdoing that will galvanise us into veritable blood brothers in perhaps, say, the sequel. Spoiler alert. With the help from Team E-N-O-E at the yard, Sam and Mark have been put away for 18 months in a specially built midget prison paid for by Salard Alan Sugar BAONs. And that's a great example of our retrospective power. We deported Mr. Wazzo back to France, where previously, with the help of Interpol, we were able to knock down Eiffel 65. Up yours, Delors. <laughs> Central <laughs> government have upped our funding by nearly 24 million a year. Savings found from the lefty woke care sector. Ha! For us to continue our work eking out the historical success of proven child sex offenders. So shat it, you slags, and watch it insert something from the Sweeney. Yes, because here's the ENOE boys to retrospectively draw the thin blue line through your favourite songs. Here he is, formerly of the specialist power pop unit at HMP Hindley. This guy's cannon is so loose, not even rigs would work with him. It's DI Craig Lowe. Hi, Craig. I'm getting too old for this shit. At the helm of a computer division looking into crime hidden in chord structures and lyrics. It was he who worked out two Hatton Garden robberies were planned and executed via secret messages interwoven in the last section of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's Dr. Chief Inspector Liam Maloney. I've only got one day until retirement. Oh, he's not going to make it to the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Let's see what um, what's going to play over the uh, the gravestone. 
as the camera pans out at the end of this episode. And I am six feet under and finally getting a fucking rest. Shall we name a machine? <laughs> Fuck it. Today's machine, its name is... Spacebar. It's another Patreon. I'm diving deep into the work of our paid-up listeners. Space... 90s indie fun poppers bar place to drink no it's nothing to do with it space bar on on your computer where you make a gap craig my first number one this week is unique number one number 1018 before we go any further space bar the female of the species is more deadly than the fat yes (laughs) It's been the only space song anyone remembers. I saw them live and they played it three times. One at the start of the set, one mid-set, and the final encore. I paid 27 quid for that gig and they played 45 minutes. There was about four other songs played. Good money. Life Bar, Manchester. So that was a one-week wonder, anyway. (laughs) Indeed. One-week wonder. This was number one for one week from the 10th of September in the year of our Lord, 2005. Uh... Not a big fan of this band, but you know what? I'll take this song. Hit play. Oh, it's Gorillaz. Dare. With a bit of Sean Ryder. Dare? Did you say dare? Sorry, Liam. Dare. Yeah. Cartoon Funsters, the Gorillaz, featuring Manchester's favourite Sean Ryder. Uh, Quick wiki fist. Lyrics for the main chorus actually come. Uh, from the pre-record where Sean Ryder was asking for his headphone levels to be changed and it's going up, it's going up, it's there. Anyone who's recorded in the studio, I'm sure Liam did the same. As soon as we heard that, we're like, I know where that's come from. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Straight away. A man who can't enunciate. I, I hate Damon Alban, post Great Escape Blur. Uh, I find the gorillas to be incredibly pretentious, but this song, I quite like. The gorillas don't particularly bother me. Um they're one of those bands that I don't understand how they've maintained the career that they've maintained, given how sporadic their success is and how they're no one's favourite band. I was thinking today, so like, the, there's bands I don't like and artists I don't like. Like, I'm not a big fan of Mariah Carey. I'm not a big fan of Beyonce. See the past couple of episodes. <laughs> See um, the past ten years. Yeah, but. I don't know who on earth has the Gorillas as their favourite band. Furthermore, I don't know anyone who even knows a Paloma Faith song, let alone would consider Paloma Faith to be their favourite act. But that's just me. Can um, we just wrestle the Gorillas out of, you know, everything you've said, I, I do agree with Liam, but Gorillas do serve a purpose for one hmm. person and one person only, and Albarn. that's Damon Albarn. <laughs> yeah. He, at, at one point, obviously, he realised that the box he was being put in with Blur was not big enough for him. Graham Coxon went off and did his like indie pop thing. Bass yep. player became Cheese Boy and drummer became a Labour MP. He realised he could write operas. And also, let's oh, give Monkey, didn't he? Yeah, he's quite a talented musician, Damon yeah, Albarn. Yeah. He is pretentious as all fuck, as Greg has rightly said, for he's better and for worse. <laughs> um, and yeah. what Gorillaz gives him is a faceless 
in inverted commas, because we all know it's him, a faceless canvas <laughs> to try out any fucking thing that he wants. And I'm not being funny as, you know, a so-called musician myself. That's really appetising, I've got to admit. But yeah, you're dead right. How many albums do you reckon they've had? Oh, they've got about uh, six. I reckon we're about six Eight. now. Oh my God. Eight yeah. albums. Everyone stop listening after two. 46 singles. This is, in fact, this yeah. track, Dare, is sort of the the end of Gorillas in the public consciousness, isn't it? Because there was they another... had one more. They had one more comeback where there was CG and Bruce Willis was in the video. I vaguely remember that. I think the I think the album was Plastic Beach. Oh, was that before Dare? No, no, that uh, no. Was I'm the shaking. Album. I'm shaking my head, Craig. I'm not sure if I put you off there because I have no memory of any of that, and I just think you've made it up. Because off this comes Feel Good Inc. Which <laughs> High was, possibility. And of of this album comes Feel Good Inc. and Dare. Uh, those are the only kind of singles that really impacted the public consciousness. Um, and then yeah, they just drift off and the, yeah, they. Well, I think they disappeared in, for right? a bit because wasn't the there was a bit of a to do between Alban and uh, Jamie Hewitt, weren't there? Who is the the art creative designers behind oh, the right. Gorillas? And I think there was a big falling out between the two of them where Damon Alban goes, "Yeah, it's all me," and he's going, "Wait a minute, you draw the fucking cartoons, then, dickhead." <laughs> no, wait, all he heard, he heard, he heard Damon Alban go, "Tank girl was shit" to someone. They pointed him in the face. Um, I think first album really lent into the cartoon side of things. Consequently, Clint Eastwood I thought was interesting, but a little bit try hard. I think the second album was basically just some electro funk. Yeah. And then cobbled together some cartoons, bit of a falling out, and then it just becomes that black canvas that I was talking about. I don't mind this at all. Really liked it at the time. Again, though, yeah. you know, the fact it was headlineless, the fact it was just a good tune and it wasn't, you know, Damon Albarn didn't have to do loads of trail interviews because it was a Damon Albarn thing, kind of made it just rest as a song and I was happy. Yeah. Have you guys, just out of curiosity, have you ever actually listened to the first Gorillaz album? Yes. Good Lord. I heard it this year. Nah. It's fucking nonsense. There's stuff on there that is unlistenable realistically there's a track on there called punk that's one of the most stupid things i've ever come across and it's a cartoon band fronted by damon albums a bit pretentious and all over the place color me surprised <laughs> because that put that punk was that not sung by the oh god i mean right guys every description here obviously is in inverted commas because i'm talking about a cartoon it was this small japanese bass player female Yes, who is actually, and this is this is a deep cut only for Matt, um, who is actually, if memory serves, was in Chibo Matto. Oh fuck! I mean, big circle. Stop the pod. Thank you. Know your chicken. You must know your chicken. Um, It's a decent tune, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, dare. Yeah. Well, I think we've uh, we've coloured in the lines as much as we can from this particular drawing. Let's move on swiftly. To unique number one, number 467. This was number one for two weeks from the 13th of September in the year of our Lord, 1980. Wow. Spacebar calling all avenging facts. Oh, oh, that's it, okay. We all, we, we, I'll, I'll point at the screen when the, uh, the quote from Spain. I, it's the first one for a while I've not actually had to do any fucking research yeah, on or dig out any lyrics. I can do this one, that's fine. Uh, yeah, now that is it. Uh, this has got Liam written all over it. <laughs> miles high, miles high on the wall. Press play. 
great. Kelly Have we talked Kelly Marie before? Yeah, yeah. Kelly Marie. Uh, fun fact that I didn't know about this. This is a cover of a Mungo Jerry song. What? That was originally written for Elvis Presley. Right, stop. <laughs> stop. No one knew that. Are you, no, doing, so are you doing it, Liam? <laughs> Mo- the Mungo Jerry version is on Spotify quite freely. And uh, yeah, it's there. Do you want to go? It- yes. Enjoy. Yes. I just want the I just want the vocals. Was it Ray Darcy? From Mungo Jerry? Yeah. My head is in a spin. My feet don't touch the ground. Because you're near to me. My head goes round. That screams demo. That screams demo intended for Elvis Presley before he dies. Wait, so Elvis was gonna have a like a disco <laughs> period? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, he definitely would have done. What year did Elvis die? 77. Oh my 77. God, there could have been an Elvis disco record. That's Look, there would cool. have been, there would have, right, let's do yeah. this again. There would have been an Elvis disco record. There would have been a Jimi Hendrix disco record. Yeah. All of these fuckers yeah. who had slid down the path would have been grabbing on to all the new things. Yeah. But you can just, you can just hear Elvis going, it feels like, feels I, like love. Oh yeah. And it works. Yeah. It works. It, the Mungo Jerry version works. It's well a demo that like, but it yeah, works. And yes. the Kelly Marie version. Kelly Marie one. The the what's the thing that makes the Kelly Marie one though? Boo boo. Simmons. The fucking space drum. Yeah. The boo. I'm guessing the Mungo Jerry one doesn't have the space drum. I didn't listen far enough into listen to to, to go. I think I got as far as you got there. And I was like, yep, yeah, that sums that up. My right. head is in a spin. My feet don't touch the ground because you're near to me. My head goes round and round My knees are shaking, baby My heart beats like a drum Oh, oh so it's sort of the prototype, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Wow okay. Yeah, sorry dear listener We've we've completely forgot about Kelly Marie We've gone down our own little rabbit hole here Of what we find far more interesting <laughs> Well, what's your view on uh, KM, mate? Ah, it's great It's fine It's a good disco track yeah. I mean, there's not much more to say about it It's just a great disco pop track Yep yeah. Agreed. I've got very fond memories yeah. of roller skating at a roller disco to this tune. <laughs> Last week. It, it, and it's absolutely perfect. I can just imagine you in like the gold Kylie pants there. Oh my God. Boop, boop. X-rated E-N-O-E action right there. Honestly, if, if you put me in anything like that, I would look like, you know when you try and keep chicken warm after a meal so you can put it on a box <laughs> and you wrap it in tinfoil? <laughs> What's your but it's third? never quite straight and it's a bit too crinkly. <laughs> What's your third? What's your third song? It's great, Kelly Marie. Oh. Are we ready for this? My final number one this week is unique number one, number 594. Bus I used to get to school. Uh, this was no... <laughs> Important fact. I hope you're all listening because there will be a quiz at the end of the episode. <laughs> If you don't get it correct, you will be taken out and shot by the Gestapo. Correct. This this was number one for three weeks from the 4th of July in the year of our Lord, 1987. Oh. For one final time this week, Space Bar, Dark Clouds Drift Away to Reveal the Facts. Uh, yeah, I mean... 
Ooh. If it wasn't if it wasn't a soft keep, I think it's about to go quite hard after this one. So this is gonna be this is gonna be the the Viagra for. I I think this I I honestly think say what you will about this band. I think this will there will be a general consensus that this is a banger. Maloney. Oh, I mean, it's a keep from me. It's a very much so keep from me. I'm just going to say that straight, but I don't think Liam Liam is not going to be happy here. At all. At all. Oh, it's um, Pet Shop Boys, isn't it? Yep. It's a fucking great song, this. This is, of course, the Pet Shop Boys with It's a Sin. Uh... <laughs> Well, well, <laughs> you did a bit of a saddle. That is a sin. That is a sin. Uh, we've got we've got a couple of funsy funsy bits for this one. So, uh, fun fact numero uno: the band originally wanted Stock Aitken and Waterman to produce this track. Can you imagine? Start great. It would be great. It, it ended up not far off. To be no, fair, no, it's fairly no. I mean, it was close. Uh, also, uh, Pedo Watch, uh, Jonathan. <laughs> Do I need to immediately in this? No, not at all. Uh, Jonathan King yeah, accused prick. the Pet Shop Boys of plagiarism, uh, saying that they plagiarized Cat Stevens' Wild World. What's that got to do with Jonathan King? Uh, he then recorded his own cover version of Wild World Fuck and released me. it as a single to try and int- to show the similarities of this. Uh, a single flopped and uh, he had to pay out of court when Pet Shop Boys sued him for uh, for slander. It was brilliant. So Fucking, all's well brilliant. that ends well in that fun story. That's there's, there's a there's a two part ITV drama written all over that story. <laughs> <laughs> who's playing old twisted gob Jonathan King though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's it. available in the stable. <laughs> Uh, boys, what are your thoughts? I will go to we know obviously Matthew enjoys this, but Liam, I'm more interested to see what yeah. you think. Of it. When I was younger, I hated this song. As I've got older, I've grown to really love it. You know, I have always struggled with um, the Pet Shop Boys, particularly his voice, his voice, as well as voice. Um, but it's a tune. Yeah, it's a bit bloody obvious, but it was 1987. So I'll let that slide. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's just... Yes. If oh. anyone else did it, I'd be happier about it. Yeah. I just I just don't like yeah. Tenet's voice. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get uh, Sam and Mark, is it? We'll get them on. And, no. Uh, no. 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 Can, I try, can I try and help Liam? Can I try and help Liam with David, Ten- uh, David Tennant? David Tennant. Neil Tennant's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly. <laughs> when I hear... Neil Tennant's delivery, Liam. I know what you're saying, but do you know what I always think he's trying to reach for? Oh, go on. Edith Piaf. What? Yeah. Sing, sing, it's a sin in a kind of... No, for everything I long to do, no matter where or when or who, there's only one thing I long to do. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm aroused by that. Matt, no, I, th- I always I, that's, that's Neil where I Tennant think. do an I... Edith Piaf. 
But no, that's what I get. That's honestly what I get. He, he kind of, he speaks things in a kind of uh, smoking a galois on a street corner type thing. You know, he's wistful, he's regretful. And, and I think it's fine, cause he, which is pretty good for, you know, a kind of northern ex-music journalist. Fair. <laughs> but in fact, you'd have to tell me on this because I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm sold yeah. on it. Awesome. So, is it a unanimous keep across the board? Thumbs in for me. Yeah, thumbing it in for me as well. Get that shit in. Oh, yes. Lovely stuff. What a start. What a start. Isn't it great to have good songs, Craig? I was going to say it's been fucking months. <laughs> oh yeah. You... The, the drought's finally over. Just wait till next week. I'm sure it's going to be a fucking shit show you again. Got brutalized last week, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on and um, let's make it all about me. So, wait for this thing to finish, Liam. So, my first number one this week is number one, 759. Um, Spacebar, can you give me some facts, please, my love? It's been... And that's it. All right. A one-week wonder. First number one on the 1st of February, 97. This is not um, this ensemble's only entry into the charts, but I think it will be the one that perhaps inspires the most discussion. Mm. Here we go. Oh! <laughs> he's back, not content with going in with gorillas. No. He's come back to Beetlebum. So this is when he is doing loads of heroin with one of the lasts from Elastica, isn't it? I don't I don't think he ever did. I think he he, he dressed like he did. Oh, well, I thought he's it was a song to... about heroin. No, he's, it is. But I can write a song about heroin. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never Smart. taken it. It's good. It's rather moreish. Hey, <laughs> get it in your arm. Um, I should say this is Beetlebum by Blur as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we know who we need to hand to here because Craig did a fucking full 10 minute thing on the uh, mm, on the disappointment yeah. of this on the long short, pod. Short story long, yeah. I remember getting being on the bus on the way to school on the way to my guitar lesson that stuck. <laughs> uh, and they were they, uh, they were pushing the, uh, the 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 worldwide premiere of uh, of the new Blur song and I was like, "Oh, great. Fucking love Great Escape. There's not a bad song on there. This is going to be awesome." And I, 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 we sat, I, I walk in school and it finally premiered like five minutes before I got into my guitar lesson and this fucking garbage came out. Not not a kinks influence in sight and I was brutally disappointed. I was like, oh my God, this this isn't Blur. Well, this is the period though where, well, it's obviously back into the 90s by this point, the Blur Oasis rivalry has chilled out a little bit, kind of with the, we're almost kind of post-Britpop by... 97, aren't we? And, and Oasis are yeah. famously kind of... Were, Nobody had told the Gallaghers. They were, were still the, tuning out the same they, old no, Exactly. But, well, they were winning the war by this point, were the Oasis. Blur yeah. winning the, the race to number one. Um, but Blur, like, were churning out singles at this point. Uh, churning out singles and albums. So I think they were doing, like, an album every 18 months, realistically. And this is off their fifth or sixth record by this point. Yeah, this is off self-titled, yeah, isn't yeah. it? This is off Blur. Well, is it? Is it actually on Blur? Or is this no, a single no, only? No, no, it's no, 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 it's not one on Blur. Well, I'm not. I, I never bought it. I got that, and I got as far as song two, and I was like, "Nope, I'm away. Bye <laughs> now." It, it, it's a it's a good record, but it 
even at the time, even at the time, it smacked of a band that weren't all pulling in the same direction and a bit of a sop towards, as we, you know, since found uh, Graham Coxon, who was absolutely fucking done in by the Britpop years, and it really damaged him mentally. And he was going to leave and follow his love of uh, American alternative rock, which he did, and made some incredible records that, ironically, had a more of a kind of 60s R&B theme. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So he kind of went back on home ground. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to use a word that I don't think I've used that much on this pod. Go so I do echo Craig's sentiments. I, great Escape, I disagree with Craig. Great Escape, I really, really didn't do it for me. It was kind of a faded photocopy. How dare you, Mr. Uh, Robinson's no, no, was one of the... <laughs> uh, part, part Life, I will go to bat for every day of the week. Absolutely, it's top yeah. 10 uh, best records of the 90s. Wonderful record. I was disappointed. I didn't hate it. I, I like Alban's voice. It It's still there, but it's just disappointing. It's not what you want, is it? It's like buying Robinson's lemon barley water and then tipping it into a glass and it tastes like Coke. No, just something you don't want, not piss. Piss for you, Craig. You get <laughs> piss. piss. You went to Wonka's factory. You got piss. I got Coke. Coca-Cola. Yeah, but so day, I'm, I'm not hard against this, but I do remember the disappointment at the time. And you know what was even worse? I remember of them going, oh, this is so much cooler. And it's like, fuck off. Where's my cockney knees off. off? Anyway. Should we move on then? I, I'm sensing yeah. uh, the waters are, if if not tepid, rather on the chilly side for old Beatles. Uh, no, it's not really. Mo- I'm dead fence, me. We're okay. Not. And Craig is, yeah. is I don't I imagine. Swimming in bin juice as we talk. Lovely. In that case, let's Indeed. move on to my next number one. This is unique number one, 150. This was number one for the first time on the 29th of March, 63. So we're getting into nice. some good years. Nice. Um, any more facts for me? Whatever you call it. Space bar, thank you. Um, I'd ask you to guess it, but you won't. No, let's not. Um, I'll give you one random... No, you've heard of this band. Uh, and it is their last number one in their current format. Manfred Mann. It is instrumental. Is it? Is it The Shadows? It is The Shadows. It's their last oh. number one as The Shadows sans Cliff before the arrival of the human tumour that is Cliff Richard to The Shadows. <laughs> well, um, hang on. No, they, they, they've been backing Cliff prior to this, obviously, right? Um, yes, but this is the... Their the, last. Their last solo. solo right, sorry. Sorry, I just wanted to say... Um, it's called Foot Tapper by The Shadows, and I really fucking like it. I've really enjoyed listening to it. It's it's daft, it's silly, it gives me slightly Herp Alberty vibes. Yeah. It's it was written for a film apparently called Playtime. I'm dying to see this film just because it sounds pointless. I bet there's a lot of dancing on the beach in bikinis. No, it's all like set in a giant office block and everyone lives in a cubicle. It, it just seems dancing in the office in bikinis. It seems like the bleakest film. And I'm desperate to see it. it for, a, for a quirky little track yeah. like that. It seems that the two things don't seem to match at all. Um, 
Fucking chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap does Auschwitz. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's hard imagery. That's real hard imagery. (laughs) Right, carry on. Um, So, Craig, you normally hate stuff like this. Whilst you yeah. put your chapstick on, do you want to have a think? Does this move the needle in any positive direction for you, or is this more shat? Oh, Lord, no, this is <laughs> this is just. I mean, oh god, I like quirky. This is just this is too quirky for me, man. What? This is just whoa. We found the <laughs> limit. We found the level of quirk. Wow. I can just imagine like hard plastered Joker style smiles on the face of just <laughs> eyes wide screaming going save me save me save me as they Rictus <laughs> grins and yeah. sway oh, no, I, hate... I hate it so much wow and in that case Matthew an alternative opinion perhaps love it there's your alternative opinion. Love it. You know I love my 60s instrumentals. There's very rarely going to be one that won't tick the fucking boxes for me. I think they're fun. I think they, they every single one of them transfers me walking down to, like, walking down Carnaby Street in a pair of ill-fitting drainpipe moleskin trousers. And some winkle yeah. pickers. Winkle pickers on the bottom of it. And then, you know, just slapping women's asses and going, you are right, love! Because you could... <laughs> when men were men, right, Matt? That's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, when men were yeah. men. When men were men. That was it. When men were men and the sheep were scared. Brilliant. Right, yeah, fine. What so well this this is oh this is this is drastically moving to a Liam and Matt V. Yeah. Craig again yeah. here, isn't it? Yeah, this is speeding towards Craig getting his numbers up on his bin on his bin stats. <laughs> Well, shall we find out um, and see if the last one moves the needle at all for anyone? So, the next one is unique number one, 1,283. Needle ain't going nowhere, man. So, jumped a long way. Um, This was number one for the first time on the 29th of November 2014. Any more facts for me? It's been... Helps when you push the rest of the buttons, doesn't it, Liam? It's been... Um, Any guesses... About this one, chaps. Absolutely none. Uh, Justin Bieber. Fuck him. Nice. Sorry. Is it a band-aid? It is a band-aid. Is it band 30? It is. I don't think I've heard this. You don't want it. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Liam. It's Christmas time. Who's that? Give me the list. Right, I'm okay, going to show Okay, in fact, no, we're going we're gonna to do this as a little bit of a game. Firstly, do you guys know what band... Hi, Patreon. Do you know what Band-Aid 30 was for? What the 30, 30th anniversary of Band-Aid. The 30th anniversary of Band-Aid. Oh, in fact, I fucked this up. It should have had a, a charity sting, shouldn't it? Right, there's the charity sting we should have had. A charity song. <laughs> so, yeah, Band-Aid 30. Um, yeah, do you know what the cause was? About from... Give it us. Geldof's ego. Uh, Jim, yeah. Andrea. It was the victims of Ebola crisis. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How many died? How many died? (laughs) How many died? Well, we've had an Auschwitz reference. We've laughed at Ebola. So they've changed some of the lyrics. So... I used to really like. There's a really. There's a quite cutting lyric in the original Band Aid, which is. Um, 
Well, tonight, tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you. The really kind of yeah. the really spicy bastard in it. They've got rid of that. Bonovox. Um, and the last two lines of the second verse are, and the Christmas bells that ring, they are the clanging chimes of doom. Yeah. yeah. Well, tonight then... we're reaching out and touching you. That's worse. Ooh. Isn't that much worse? Right. Well, if it's Ebola, you certainly don't want to be doing that Craig, because it's just going to spread the disease. Craig, how many people died at the end of the Ebola epidemic? Uh, let's go with 10 mil. Liam? Uh, 800,000. Liam's closest. It was 28,616. You could get all of them in the north stand of Old Trafford. Fuck this! <laughs> Um, second, do you want any cracker, any of the musicians or singers who are involved with this? Well, what year was Chris it again? Martin. Died Chris out. Martin, correct. 2014. Without even listening to it. Who's had a cracker? Tom Chaplin from Keane. No. I don't know that was very pulled up. Dizzy no. Rascal. Dizzy Rascal. Uh, there isn't an Ebola rap, unfortunately. So no Dizzy. Uh, Kaiser Chiefs. No Kaiser Chiefs. Phil Collins must have been there just banging a triangle. No. McCartney! Poor Phil. Bono Vox must have been there. Yeah, Bono. Very much so. No Macca. What? You, you're was going there too only big four with people this. in it? Think about shitter people. Think British shit uh, people. Gareth, Gareth Gates. Uh, uh, Little Yunks. Uh, <laughs> One Direction. Um, yes, Liam, One Liam. Direction were involved. Right, no, give us the list, Liam. Okay, so Bono Vox. Clean yes. Bandit. Oh, she's, wow. she's rearing her head for the second time this episode. Paloma Faith. Um, Polly. Guy Garvey. Thought better oh, of him. Oh, bless. Yeah. Um, Ellie Goulding. Who? Um, Angelique Kidjou. Who? Really is a who? Um, Chris Martin. Sinead. Um, O'Connor. Yep. Yeah, as opposed right. to Erdurt uh, Road. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. One Direction. Ollie Murs with the teeth. Rita Ora. I still don't know what a Rita Ora is. Emily Sande. Seal. Your favourite. Seal! Yep. Wheelie Seal. out! Yep. Um, Ed Sheeran. Um, Fuck Craig. We should have got that. Of course that. he was Bastille, there. Yeah. Sam Smith. Underworld. And Jesse Ware. Um, there was a remix by High Contrast because who doesn't love to do a load of fucking ketamine and listen to songs about Ebola? <laughs> I'm going to tell you now, if they were doing another Band-Aid and I was a relatively famous musician and they asked me to involve that, I'd say no. There you go. Correct response. So, um, obviously, this is toxic bullshit. Um, and why, it's why, not... is it, why, why is it? Why is it? Because though? it is, why is not... the first. Is it because the more... Is it like copying a tape? You know, an old VHS where you scart tape to tape. And you I think get it's to because the first it's one. insincere. It's just really insincere by this point, isn't it? Like, it, it's... I mean, it was insincere by the time Stock Aiken and Waterman were having yeah, a double. That's, 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 a, really that's what, a really good point. That's a really good point. It's virtue signaling. Yes, it's all very noble. No, I mean, it, I'm I'm all for a charity single. We don't need the fourth fourth iteration that's... of the same song. Yeah, it's I mean, lazy. If you wanted to raise it's money lazy again, virtue yeah, signaling. Just. Just release the original again and just change the fun, change where the money's going to. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, that, that does the job, doesn't it? Release it. Release a special edition twelve inch. Oh, that'd be banging. Of the new one on on coloured vinyl, and all the fucking hipsters will be all over it. I'd buy that. I'd quite like a copy of Band Aid on on vinyl. That'd be cool. Um, but it wouldn't be this. 
So, so is the question is, is this the iceberg that's sinking the SS shadow? That's the question. So I'm guessing, Craig, you've sort of pinned your colours to the mast here, haven't you? Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling very happy now. Feeling very that binny. There is, there is no drama. Yeah, there's no drama for me on this one. Sending it straight flying into the bin. Um, Matthew, has this shunted you into a binnable position? If we look at what my thoughts across the three, when the Blur song came out, I thought it was a perfectly fine song if other people had done it, but because Blur did it, I was slightly disappointed. Still think it's all right, but it's all right at best. That Shadows instrumental is amazing. Yep. This is Iceberg in it all day long. It's got to go. I can't keep this, can I? Thank God. Which means it is time for... Very disappointed. I know, but... Some things do, you know, standards must be maintained. Yes, true. Um, so, should we dive in and have a little mucky dip? We may as well. Let's see what we've got. Chris Cross! Did that make, did that I'll not that. hit number one? No, number two apparently. Oh, wow, put your jeans on backwards, guys, in I, celebration. I don't hate that. That doesn't feel like a loss by any stretch. No, it's oh, really it's annoying. It's proper. It's more annoying than you think that tune. <laughs> it re- no, it really is. It really is. It's fine. But it's seconds really and then annoying. Skip on. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It only needed to be like sixties oh, led that. You know what I mean? One minute fifty one. There you go. <laughs> anyway, you ML, go. you're up. Hi. Now, which way is it going to go? Is it going to be binward like Liam's, or are we going to keep the standards up like Craig's? Let's hope it's the latter, eh? Oh, come in higher. It's unique number one, number 1,198. Oh, great. <laughs> Space bar, before you let him in, is there any more information you need to talk about this prick? It's been no kiss. Is a one-week wonder charity single from. I've not given you the date, but here we are. Christmas X Factor. No, 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 no. The sixteenth of June, twenty twelve. Olympics. Place your bets. No, please. Olympics is a good guess, Liam. But no, because the Olympic would have been close. This. I mean, the I think the Olympics would have started ten days from this. So. What, what horrendous thing in the world was happening in twenty twelve? Um, Jubilee. Yes! Which one? Uh, gold. No. Diamond. Yes, Liam, Craig. Craig, Liam, diamond, gold. Diamond Jubilee! Press play and I'll tell you about this. Piano. Any guesses? Forget the vocal. God, this is this uh, is this very worthy? Is it? Do you want me to give it? Stop! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Right. I will now introduce what this is. This song is called "Sing." Sing. All right. It's a song called "Sing." That's easy enough to digest. And here's what I've written. I've written. Oh God. Where do we go with this? The depreciating talent of Gary Barlow. 
the pleated oh. face of Andrew Lloyd Webber, the insufferable Gareth Malone, the British oh, royal family, prick. the military wives, Ugh. and the people of the Commonwealth, and the ghost of Paul Simon's Graceland. Why do I say Graceland? Drop us in a minute and a half, Liam. Ethnic drums! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Gary Barlow with Andrew Lloyd Webber, Gareth Malone, um, military wives, and various people around the Commonwealth presented in the video to the then Prince Charles, now King Charles, written for the 2012 Diamond Jubilee when the world was a kinder and less cynical place where I feel I could possibly have let this slide more than I can now. Me mooring Tory-like obsequious nonsense, though. The video sees, Gary Barlow, as I've said, present the CD to future King Charles interspersed with clips that see Barlow sleeping in the back of a fast-moving SUV around various points in the Commonwealth, capturing sound like some audio-harvesting Walter Raleigh type, and then bringing them all back to Abbey Road and piling them into his Apple Macintosh computer. Put it in the Apple Mac please charge <laughs> at the end Gary and the King touch tips to consummate the song this <laughs> didn't happen primary school melody lazy chords underwhelming chorus nice to think that throughout this ordeal Gary Barlow was virtually paying no tax no better point no better point or way to celebrate the Diamond Jubilee it's obviously horrible I I'd never heard this before. No. This made it to no. number well, I, one. I, I obviously have heard it, but it's it's been so removed from memory now. That... Well, we were all watching, like or not, we are all watching the Olympics, weren't we? What, this what, what of, charity was I'm this sure thing? it would have been all over that, didn't it? It was for the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Trust. Prince Andrew's Defence Fund. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we have a look what Queen's Diamond Jubilee Trust? Diamond. Probably went, probably went daft, kids. Can I can I just say how much I fucking hate Gareth Malone? Yeah, I don't know what a Gareth Malone is. I hate stuff like that, like choirs where their main attribute is enthusiasm over skill. You were in our choir at St Mary's then. It can work, you know. It it can work. It can work. Like children's choirs on songs, you know, some really work. The backing vocals on David Essex gonna make you a star. I don't think so. Do you know what I mean? The Queen's Diamond Jubilee Trust was a charitable foundation established in 2012 with a mission to enrich the lives of people of all backgrounds across the Commonwealth in honour of her Madge the Quenge lifetime of service to its citizens. Vague, 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 vague. Yeah, yeah. The, trust, the trust closed in January 2020. Right, so like bad, start, bad start, bad start, bad start. Second of my choices, second of my impositions, unique number one, 1072. Uh, this reached the top on the 24th of May in 2008. Give me some more information, please. Space bar. It's been... For one a week. Ah. So out of my three, this is the one I think, as I usually say... Right. One of you will like, one of you will hate. Press play. You enjoy this, Craig.
So, we'll, we'll get back to my prediction there. Oh. That was the Ting Tings. Yeah. With... That's not my name. That's not my name. I'll get straight to it. From Stellans? Well, no. Lo- she's from Lowton. He was from London. And they lived and rehearsed at Islington Mill in Manchester. Previous band that they were in were called Dear Eskimo, who were a trip-hop type band based in Lee. This is brilliantly catchy, claustrophobic, but it's all too much for me. So I hate it, and I'll explain why. There's, there's, it's odd to kind of go from a compliment to straight out hate, but that is the dangerous game that you play with uh, writing a gnawing, repetitive, catchy song with an annoying voice. It's either going to be genius or horrible, and for me, this goes into horrible. But, for example, I Love Mickey by Tony Basil. It's basically the same, but there's just something about this that takes it just a little bit over the edge. They're still going. They recorded their second album in a disused jazz club in Berlin. Of course they did. Tintin's Berlin years, brilliant. I'm done. I'm done. Craig, What do you like this? I thought you would. Yes. Very, mm. very, very yes. Yes, it was overplayed at the time, but I did revisit it a couple of years ago. And you know what? That song fucking builds to a fucking stellar ending. I mean, it starts with just the basic drums and vocals, but by the end, everything in the kitchen sink is thrown in in that way that only late noughties track, pop tracks could do. That's, but that's what duos can... That's their only... That's their only modus operandi when you're a duo, isn't it? You either yeah. go in hard and fast... Or you go in over a period of time and build and loop and yep. create. Yeah. No, this is oh. this is this is fab pop. This is this is just real really good pop music that's good. of the sort. It's it's easy, it's well produced, you can understand the lyrics, it's not miserable as fuck. Cool. Liam. It's asinine playground bullshit. There he is, there's my Maloney. There's my man. There's you are right, lad. though. Like, hey, Mickey's a great comparable. It's just this kind of childlike, childish. I feel like I should be doing double dutch on a skipping rope listening to bullshit yeah. like this. But no, the thing is, it, anno- it annoys me the fact that I like one and I don't like this, and I can't really justify why. I can't really justify what the Ting Tings did. I also find her accent incredibly great. It's from Lowton. I mean, it was played to absolute death and I mean absolute death you couldn't walk down the street for five minutes without hearing it from somewhere this was one of those tracks that just sort of permeated for an entire summer and just didn't go yeah. anywhere and by the end of it we we're all sick to death of hearing it it was on every advert they must have the, the licensing fees alone they got in from this song they must have I'm sure Apple Fair. were one of the I'm sure it was one of the early iPod ads that had this but everyone else had it as well it's certainly enough to go and record your second album in a disused jazz club in Berlin, isn't it? So, mm. right. Gary Barlow Sing, Ting Ting's name. So, uh, for me and Liam, Craig, it's it's relatively straightforward thus far. How, how Does this balance out with you? Does yeah, it? I was going to say, this yeah. has probably brought me back onto an even keel again. Now, if mm. slightly into, sli- I mean, ever so slightly into keep, I mean, very gently into keep. Yeah. Liam, I, I don't need to go to you, do I? No, no, it's all bullshit. Burn it. 
Right. Hey! This third one could turn some heads. Oh, you need number one, eight, nine, seven. It was down as a one-week wonder. It's not because it's a chart tickler. It hit the top spot first time on the 5th of May in 2001, then recharted at the back end of the month for another week. So it was up there for two weeks. Do we have any more information, please, Space Bar? No, nothing on this one. Right, okay, hit play. Let me look at your reactions. All of a sudden, Tinting's looking rather good for Liam there. Yeah, come on. So, this is S Club 7 with Don't Stop Moving. I was reading something online that I found really interesting about the advantages of being a kit-built pop group, especially ones aimed at kids like this, because they're pretty much liberated from attempts to be cool. That might come later, but you know, at the time, they, it, it, they, you, we know what they do. So that means everything musically is in play. You know, you can go anywhere. You can fucking stick bagpipes on a tune if you want. So this smorgasbord of sound is, you know, you can grab from anywhere, combine and discard whatever you want, completely cut from fashion. It's like the vocoder here. Now, I know at the time, Daft Punk were using a vocoder in a really cool way, but <laughs> this is ballsy vocoder with the, what was it, Liam? Don't stop moving to the ass crack beat. Yeah. Um, and that's got nothing at all to do with uh, French retro chic and all to do with big disco banger. It's backed by a bargain basement Billie Jean. Um, and it's by far the best of my three. So let me let me go to Liam and see if this has done some real heavy lifting. What do you think of S Club 7's Don't Stop Moving? Oh, it would be really nice to have something like this in the Pantheon. And I know what? this isn't the way we normally do stuff and kind of curate it like this. I know, like, well, the S Club is available. Yeah, but what is it? What have we got? Bring it all back. Uh, we've already yeah. canned one of them, I think, haven't we? Yeah. So there's something about this that I think is you are right. It's very uncool, Matthew. But I think there's something in it that is quite quite innocent in that it is just yeah. quite a good dance pop song, and it doesn't purport to be anything other than that. Everyone knows that S Club are this absolute fictional thing that was constructed. Fine. I I really like it. It's good in it. It's really good. And it's probably the best one because it's got that kind of slightly disco-y, those disco reference points. Um, Bradley does a lot of the singing, so, you know, it's listenable. Um, and who's who's the racist blonde? Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and she... <laughs> um, um, uh, they, they, are two, they are the two solid voices from the band. Uh, yes, because so, right. um, Paul is... Uh, very Paul much is dead. Down Paul is dead. Paul is dead. <laughs> I don't want you to go any further. Have you got anything more about this song? I don't. I don't want your decision yet, though. It's, oh, so apart from it, it's going to be a tough decision. Right? Can I go to Craig? Craig, don't stop moving. S Club Seven. Correct. I mean, you know, this is right up my alley. This sort of it really is right up your yeah. proper throwaway pop music that's full of joy. 
danceable, can sing along to it on a lovely sunny day. All over this. This is this is. I have a lot of time for. Uh, uh, whereas at the time it, we all looked down on all these these pop bands. Looking back in retrospect now, there there's a hell of a lot of joy and happiness to this music in the in, in a way we don't have anymore. And I know I bleat on about this, but you don't get music that is just happy anymore. Well sung, well produced pop music that you can have a dance and smile to. I will agree with you there. Hashtag granddad, love it. The um, I don't give a shit. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you should. But you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. What, oh, three old men shout at the modern modern music. I mean, that's what but, this podcast should be called. But, but the, the, this this is this for me is better. I was really surprised that Reach didn't get to number one. But this is better than Reach for me because Reach this this has got some this some. The, I I don't think I don't think it's uncool. This Liam. I don't think it's necessarily cool, but I don't think it's uncool. I think it's it's mistakenly crossed the line into something better than they were trying to achieve. Yeah. Right. It's a little bit producers, isn't it? We did everything wrong. Where yeah, did we, did we go right? Wrong, but we, where did we go right? <laughs> Who'd have thought that S Club 7's Don't Stop Moving was the musical version of the producers? Right. I'm going to say what I think. I'm going to hand to Craig and we're going to end with you, Liam. Oh, God, okay. I'm going to give you the time. I this is this isn't a relatively soft bin for me. It's quite a medium bin. It needs to go, and it needs to go because I I don't like Tink Tings. That's not my name. It's so close to being something I could like, but it isn't. The Gary Barlow thing is risible, but inoffensive. See, I'm also trying to like fluff Liam's pillow here. <laughs> I, no, I can't. I can't. In all honesty, keep this. But forget me, D.I. Craig Lowe. What's your view? What's the word on the street? What's my word on the street? Uh, we've singed far worse and far more offensive tracks than Malone, Weber, and Barlow. We, we really have. have. And if, if, you're, if, if you're trying to win an argument, I would stop mentioning their names. <laughs> <laughs> I think that even just S Club on its own is good enough, but I think... I think that the Ting Tings is a fairly decent, yes, child yard pop song, but it's fun. It's upbeat. I think if you're going to let them in, I think if there's two songs that we're going to easily sneak that one in, it'd be that one. It's a, it's a full-on Sinjin, but surely S Club deserve to have a dream come true. Great one. I really don't know where this is going to go. I really do not know where this is going to go. Dr. Liam Maloney, where do you land? When Two Tribes made it in, it dragged in Evanescence's uh, Bring Me to Life and Daniel Beddingfield's Never Gonna Leave Your Side. I was shouting after that second one, if you go back to that episode, I was the closest I'd ever been to going on two. Oh, wow. We'd had six. No, that was we had five dreadful and I was shouting, saying, When are we gonna get a good song? That's I, how bad it was. Sing is abysmal and Ting Tings, that's not my name, is worse than Evanescence. Um, and Don't Stop Moving is not as good as Two Tribes. And so that means... That is, I tell you what, you very, very lucky you played that bin sound effect because even, you, you it right, doesn't matter, you've made your decision, it's a two to one bin. <laughs> It's a two to one bit. Are you going to try and make me keep it then? No, I, I thought you were. I, but I, I can't believe we're we're marking 
anything against two tribes, which obviously in my eyes is part of the best of music. Anything's going to crinkle up like kale in front of it. But well, decisions can, I'm been driving made. down the road. I can Decis- see a sign in the distance. It's a brown one. It's got a cucumber castle written all over it. <laughs> Let's see what local it, landmark it, it, we are going to... Craig is right. It's well in play here. here we go. Oh, it's Ghetto Superstar Prize and uh, thingy from the motion picture Bulwer. ODB as well. I'll you know what? That. I'll take that. Bit of ODB in yeah. the Pantheon. That's not a bad show. <laughs> ODB Prize and Maya, I want to say. I think it is Maya, yeah. Voice like a little Chris. His voice is as thin as a Chris. There you go. That, that, <laughs> that's got that. Every time Maya's mentioned, that needs to be cited afterwards. Yeah. I, I feel like we, it's okay to swap Bradley from S Club 7 for Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> Although that would is... be a super group of Titanic proposals. <laughs> 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 fairly standard week this week i think there was no real arguments to be had here across the board no controversies at all i think we're all quite happy with what happened but why don't you let us know what you think by heading over to the interwebs and heading to our various sites you can head over to facebook.com and search every number one ever leave a comment and let us know what you think of this week's show uh, head over to x as it Probably seems no to be notes. sticking out, and we no, we can't. Nope, we, it's got to end at some point. We've got to draw a line. Yeah. It's like Prince. Yeah, it's formerly known as. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We, we, we've got to draw a line. We'll anger Elon if we keep if we keep referring to him. And he'll send you <laughs> to space. Yeah, he'll send you to Mars. I don't want to go to Mars. It's it's all sandy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no corner shops. Head over to X and search ENOE podcast. Uh, Head over to everynumberoneever.com where you'll find a link tree of all the various sites that we're on. And if you feel like being generous, head over to patreon.com slash E-N-O-E podcast where you can throw a few pennies to our way to help fund this uh, venture. You'll find all sorts of bonuses there. You'll find podcasts. You'll find reviews. You will find playlists for our end of year favourites for the year of 2023. What tickled our fancy this year You'll find a picture of me with the lead singer of Awesome. Hey. That's still there? It's still there. It's, now, it's, it's etched in stone now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on a t-shirt, that bad boy. The fucking Mount Rushmore of music. <laughs> yeah. Craig Lowe and the lead singer of Awesome. But, Mr Maloney, how is the Pantheon looking after this week? <laughs> into the pantheon this week has gone oh gosh gorillas it's coming up it's dare because Ryder nice. can't enunciate correctly kelly marie doing elvis but mungo jerry by a mungo jerry doing feels like i'm in love <laughs> great tune obviously and it's a sin which is performed by edith piaf inhabiting the ghost of I forgot about that. the 14th doctor who is then inhabiting the ghost of matt leonard <laughs> Um, resulting in the Pet Shop Boys, It's a Sin. All of those made it into the Pantheon today. Um, unfortunately, my three were not as lucky. We saw... We saw... We saw... Hello, Mr. Connery. Um, we saw Blur's Beetlebum, heroin anthem, um, hit Ooh. the can hard, dragging with it a jaunty little number by the shadows called Foot Tapper. 
and um, thankfully it was all pasted over the top with a deep, scummy film of Ebola, courtesy of Band-Aid 30, but that was replaced by novelty twaddle that was Chris Cross's jump, and finally, Gary Barlow and the military wives, that's right, just well done. Um, you need to end that, do you, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've done it at the beginning. Um, I'm just going to shout M. M! Gary Barlow and that obnoxious man who thinks that everyone should sing. Um, the Ting Tings, with their awful accents, and Bradley minus Paul Casamol these days all hit Rip. the bin hard. That was Don't Stop Moving by S Club. Um, only to be replaced by Praz, Old Dirty Bastard, and Mia with Ghetto Superstar. Brackets, Superstar. that is what you are. Filling our pantheon. Meaning we've got five in this week. We've snooked five past. Snooked. There you go. Sneaked. Someone else talk. Cheers, Liam. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, Craig, thanks for your work this week. You're welcome, sir. Excellent work as well, Mr. Maloney. Joy as always. Um, uh, uh, we're playing out with It's a Sin by the Petter Shopper Boys. Thank you very much. Please join us next week for more. We can't promise the quality, but we can promise the quantity. <laughs> Goodbye. Good I've week. Never Good said luck. that in bed ever. Bye. I love you. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.